following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Football, football, football. The NFL returns this week. College is back. High school for me is into its fourth week. We are surrounded, and I kind of feel i feel like the Brewers are getting left in the dust. Yeah, that always happens this time of year for baseball, though. They, there's another two, three weeks when you get to the end of the season. It gets ramped up again. Everybody gets a little more excited. But, I mean, I guess in years past, and there's not many of them where they've been completely out of the conversation where it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we've, we've been done with them already. We're great. We're thankful. We're grateful to have football here. Now it's like you are one of the best teams in the league and you got a double-digit win and uh, lead in your division. And we're cast. Like, this week, I don't know who they play this weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know who the series is against the Phillies. After the Phillies. Because we're not even airing a single game as an affiliate. So you got what? Oh, high school. You got football, football, football. Right. High school, Badgers, Packers. That's it. So it's like you have the top team in the NL Central, and we are an affiliate of theirs, and we are airing exactly zero games over a three-day span. That always has bothered me as a Brewer fan. We'll get emails. Yeah. We will. I get it, though. Right. More people are going to listen, and football just, well, and football turns it into like a seven-hour deal. Correct. You know, you got your pregame, your postgame, your game. We have to clear eight hours of Packers coverage. Yeah, that's a lot. And I'm a Packers fan. Yeah. That's overboard. It's a third of a day. Right. (laughs) I mean, mean, if you have a noon kickoff, you're going until 6 Mm p.m. And you start at 10. And if you wanted to, if your bosses wanted to, you could go longer. No, that's the entirety of of the broadcast. No, but there's like other stuff. There's other Packers stuff that they could put on. I'm sure. All night long, we're... Drunken idiots are calling in, bitching about a play call in the second quarter. We carry an hour and a half to two hours of that post-game call-in show. Packer Sunday, I mean, it's it's still pretty good, but I remember back in the day listening to that. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Bears Monday is good, but, like, and, and, like, I've emailed. Bears Monday is just a lot of anger. A lot of anger and depression. The the, <laughs> the, the Packers afterwards is just a lot of stupidity. Yes. Um, and a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. As you had pointed out, but I remember, I mean, I had a couple of years ago, I had emailed the dude over at TMJ and I said, Hey, just want you to know you do a great job handling all these callers because I couldn't do it. Right. Like you have to sit through all this and maintain a face. And I don't know what you're saying behind the scenes when the mic's off or how many times you're shaking your head or rolling your eyes, but whatever you're doing, it's coming off spectacularly. He, he's, he's probably like uh, the dude in Wayne's world too. Uh, was it something Dan? When they have Wayne and Garth in for the interview and they're just handsome talking. Dan. Yeah, handsome uh-huh. Dan. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not even listening to a word that's being said. Because that's the only way he can get through the day. He just has the he just has the one liner that the producer has sent him on what the caller wants to talk yes. about. Yes. And then he just goes off of that. Yeah. So anyway, baseball will be coming up. We got a lot of football to talk about in this edition of the Intentional Fall. We will not lead off with the NFL. We'll go in chronological order in the football that has started and that was the Wisconsin Badgers uh, getting off to a nice 0-1 start in the Big Ten. 
as a three and a half, four and a half point favorite over Penn State, and the offense looking not good against Penn State, particularly Mr. Logo himself, Graham Mertz. Two late interceptions on two drives where they could have taken the lead, and they really could have had a two-score lead if you would have, you know, put it in the end zone a little bit. But I I don't know. You probably watched start to finish. I was catching pieces where I could because uh, we were down in Chicago. I, I don't know. Give me your uh, your your impression of game number one. Well, I watched – I probably watched three quarters of it. Okay. Um, you know, the Badgers' defense is very good, mm-hmm. which we kind of figured it would be. And I think as long as Jim Leonard is the D coordinator there, I think it's going to continue to be good. Well, how long they can hang on to him is is another question. But um, the Badgers, uh, the last couple of years under Chris, since, since Jonathan Taylor's – well, I guess last year and now this year, so – eight games, seven games, they seem very stale. They seem like um, they're having a little bit of an identity crisis in, in, in how they're going to move forward with the program um, because the repeated halfback blast into the teeth of the Penn State defense over and over and over. And this kid from Clemson they got, he's fine. He's not the, he's not special. He's not he's, a he's not a Gordon. He's very much more Corey Clement than he is Jonathan Taylor. I will agree with that. He's going to have a game against Purdue where he gets 210 and then they're going to play somebody good and he's going to have 48 yards. Um I don't know how good this line is. I think it's okay. I was I saw what Lauren Cox said because he went to cover the game. I think it was for Pro Football Focus, and he tweeted out a stat today that says their left tackle Tyler Beach got a zero point zero grade on pass blocking. Mm. Yeah, it's not. Good. That's really hard to do. Roll two donuts. Yeah, and and then that leads you into why Mertz had some of his struggles, and you know it's it's one of those things, and it's it's as old as college sports is. You get this high recruit, everybody gets super excited about them, they get overhyped, and then they're not as good right away as we all want them to be. We were talking about really exciting things when they played whoever the hell that was terrible in week one last when year. He had like five touchdowns yeah. or whatever, yeah. And he was like, oh, we're talking about Mertz as one of the best quarterbacks ever, and then that came crashing down to earth fairly fast. But I think, you know, I think they have to take a long look in the mirror and even a long look at their basketball program, honestly, because I see I see some similarities with you're you're kind of you're so concerned about continuing to do what you did in the past to get you to now and maintaining and how, and, your and, image and, and how you had to build your program, sure, you know, vis a vis the kind of kids you could recruit and all of that. I get that, but this I, is I, this is what Wisconsin is. Yes, yes, and there's a distinct kind of football player and a very distinct kind of basketball player that typically go to the school. But I think they need to modernize some stuff a little bit more. You know, if you've got Mertz and he's as good as you're telling us that he is, you got to open it up and throw the ball down the field a little bit. You know, it's just this this three yards in a cloud of dust. It's a hard way to win. You know, you're really counting on your line to wear the other team down. And, I mean, obviously that's what they were trying to do. They were just hoping that in the fourth quarter all that pounding was going to wear down the Penn State defense, and it didn't. 
And when they play Notre Dame, it's not gonna. And when they play Michigan, it probably won't. And when they play Iowa, it's not gonna. So they got to figure some stuff out offensively because, you know, 10 points at home, you know, that's not going to beat anybody. And you've had all these guys that are now coming back for another season. Yeah. Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, Ferguson's supposed to be an All-American caliber tight end. And he's another one. It's like, yeah, he's good. Probably going to be in the NFL. You don't have to throw to him every time. Is that all you got, though? I mean, I saw a fullback blast a couple of times on third and one. I mean, Wisconsin has kind of made uh, celebratory fullbacks, you know, just in in using them for certain situations, and they become well-known. Otherwise, most people around the country wouldn't know who the hell they are if they're just opening up holes for the likes of Malusi and um, Garendo, which, again, somebody asked, one of the media asked, Chris, where's your starting running back from last year? Jalen Berger. Didn't really have an answer. Mm-hmm. So now what? Is he hurt? Is he not? Is, is Did Garendo jump him? Is Malusi that much better? Like, there's there's just a lot of questions that I have, and I and I t- completely hundred percent agree with your with your stale offense um, mentality and image. I mean, it seemed like when they introduced that jet sweep a couple of years ago, when they had a couple of speedsters, they've started to go to that one couple times know, too many. I know, and, and and Badger fans acted like they just split the atom. And, and found this, like, magical thing. Oh, a jet sweep? What? Well, oh, my God. But for this Badger is, this fans. a new play. For Badger fans, that was probably, like, one of the newest wrinkles that they've for sure. seen. For sure. And then it started to get some success, and the coaches are like, we can do this a lot. Uh, defenses are going to kind of figure you're going to do that. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's a, not much play action. There's not much motion. There's not a whole lot of misdirection. Like you said, it's just going to be hand the ball off, maybe a guard will pull over here and try to you know open up a hole, but otherwise you're running right into their front seven most of the time, yep. hoping to scoot through. Yep. And you're counting on 25 to 30 carries like Malusi said. He's like, a big game for me would have been seven or eight carries in the, you know, in the ACC. Now it's like I could see 25 to 30 a game. And, yeah. and you know as well as I do those games that we had Brent Moss and Carl McCulloch and some of those other running backs – that's how often they got it, sometimes more. And they didn't have a lot of yards per carry, but they just gave them the ball a ton, and that's why they had a decent amount of yards. But, like, if you have this quarterback and you have these receivers and you have this tight end, where's the balance? Because right now it seems like the defense is pretty much ready for anything you throw at them. Well, and, and I like Paul Chris. I'm, I'm not saying he needs to go, and I'm not hoping that they suck or something so they get a new coach. I like Paul Chris. He's supposed to be an offensive coach, you know. Now, granted, all of his, you know, innovations and things came several years ago. But I don't know, man. It's And let me just put the Mertz cone thing to rest here. Well, because that's what people have now, obviously. Yeah, and that but, is but, the... but, but here's the thing. If Jack Cone was the quarterback, they were still going to run the same stuff. He, it's not like he was going to be throwing the ball over the field. The reason he's had a great game is because he plays for a coach and who runs an offense who throws the ball all over the field. So, you know, if, if the Badgers want to and, – and at the end of the day, and you and I have had this discussion about the Packers and, and, and 
I think we've even had it about the Badgers in the past. If you're a Badger fan, it really all depends on what your expectations are. Are you somebody that thinks that they should be competing for a playoff spot most years? Well, then this is not good. If you're somebody that's like, hey, listen, sometimes we're going to go 9-4. and four. Sometimes we're going to go to the Rose Bowl. That's just that's just where we are as a program. We're not a blue blood. We're maybe the second or third tier down, and you're cool with that? Then this wasn't that big of a deal. So it just kind of depends on your perspective a little bit. But, you know, I'm not – if I have a college football team, it's the Badgers. I'm not the hugest college football fan. But it's just not a fun game to watch at no. all. You know, and, no, I, those... and I'm not so, – I don't want 48 to 45 either. But, I mean, 0-0 zero, zero at half. Right, that's bad. I can't. I can't imagine. And it was like it was ugly stuff. I can't imagine what the national guys were saying and looking at this game. Hey, top twenty matchup. Here we go. Well, Gus Johnson was like drooling to get excited. Like when Jump Around came on, he lost his mind because he was he was he wanted to be excited so badly. And they didn't give him anything. No, there was a couple. Penn State threw those two long touchdowns, and that that was like the it for the game. So yeah, not not super entertaining. I mean, if you're like, like you said, if you're one of those Badger fans that says this is generally what happens, and you kind of see this stuff coming, you take solace in the fact that it was a crossover game. It's not the West Division. You know, you're playing somebody from from the other side. You can still play the likes of the Iowa's, the Minnesotas. Minnesota um, just lost their best North, guy, right? Uh, you know, play Northwestern. He can try to escape from as long as it's in Madison. I'm fine if it's down there. So um, I think Iowa's good, man. Certainly seems like it to me, anyway. From what from what, what little I saw. Yeah. Well, they play, and we'll get to it. They got a big one this weekend, so. So, um, you can still anticipate maybe winning the West. I like you and I were talking during the game. Um, I never thought they were going to run the table. No. Um, th- this isn't this isn't a program that doesn't stub its toe, whether it's right out of the gate or whether it's overlooking somebody or a problematic matchup on the road or a somewhere. Kirk Cousins hail mary. Something stupid. Something, right. Rondé and Fumble at the two against Cincinnati. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Arizona State with all yeah. the, the debacle that happened at the end of that game. Brett Bielema's time management in the Rose Bowls. <laughs> so this this week they got Eastern Michigan. I think they've already been installed as 26-point favorites, and the over-under is 52, which means they anticipate Eastern Michigan they must be scoring. Bad. Well, yeah, yeah, well, true, because I can't imagine this – Badger offense scoring in the 40s. But, right. I uh, I, I And given what the Badgers' defense uh, didn't give up to Penn State, I don't know how the Eagles are going to do that, but um, that's a that's a weird 6 o'clock game. Night games used to be something that were very rare and very special. I mean, the best Usually one. big games. Yeah. Right, huge games. You know, the Lee Evans game, um, or was it the Chambers game? No, I think it was the Lee Evans game. And also the Ohio State kickoff run back. I mean, that's those were your games that you can point to, and now it's like Eastern I, I, Michigan. I remember going to one. I think it was the year after they won the first Rose Bowl, and it was the home opener, and they played Colorado. I was at that game, and they got beat like fifty-five to three. Yes, I, I was at that <laughs> game. Yeah, I went with Troy. That might have been. I think that might have been a Coy Detmer led. That sounds right because we were Colorado sitting team. in that corner where a lot of the opposing fans are on the other side of the press box, mm-hmm. down near the corner of the end zone. We were sitting all there, and they were just they were just eating it yeah. up. Yeah, that was a bad one. Bad. 
So Eastern Michigan this week. Did you watch any other college football? I know Leipold. Uh, I, I watched a lot of the Clemson Georgia game. Okay, and that was not entertaining either. I mean, ten to seven. Right. I think it was. Not, this or, is yeah. It was explosive offenses here. But I don't know. Do I do do you like the conference game right off the bat? No, I don't. I don't like especially a game like that. I mean, that's two. I mean, that's not a conference game. I I should correct that. No, but. Two top five teams week one, like, I don't know. I don't mind that if it's non-conference. That's fine. Give it to me because they're not going to play in the middle of the season. They're too focused on their own stuff. I mean, this... I know, this, but maybe week three. Okay. You know, just because week one... You don't know anything you, about you anybody. You don't, have a, you don't have a clue. This, or you. I don't even think some of these coaches know right. at this point. And you're you're expected to have a top five matchup and, and be on your game. But, you know, Minnesota and Ohio State, Badgers and Penn State, uh, Iowa, Indiana, like... You know, three teams in in Bucky, Minnesota, and Indiana take pretty. You know, I don't think Minnesota maybe thought they were going to beat Ohio State, but they it would have been maybe nice to play them in a month. I always think that they play them tough for some reason, and I think they probably would have kept doing that if you know Ibrahim would have not gotten hurt, which he was supposed to have surgery today. They didn't. They just said lower leg injury, but I read torn Achilles. Oh, or or ruptured Achilles, whatever sure. you want to say. Um, so he's done for the year. There's a receiver, senior captain of Michigan, done for the year as well. Mm. So a lot of week one injuries. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I, I mean, a couple of the other scores I saw: Illinois lost to what was it? Texas it wasn't Texas San Antonio, UTSA. Yeah. Well. So B beats Nebraska right out of the gate, and then goes and lays lays an egg. I mean. Come on. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And Leipold, did he lose or was he losing no, to South Dakota? They won. Was losing. Yeah. Had to come back and beat him. Yep. Now they are they got a big one on the road at number 17, Coastal Carolina, this weekend. I mean, if he wins that game, they might already build a statue of him. <laughs> Kansas is, I mean, they're the road, worst. Top 20 win. They're the worst. They really are. But they're they're going to be in that Big Twelve, that revamped Big Twelve, which is now going to include BYU and whatever other three teams they're they're yeah, picking to get in there. Houston, Houston's and, one of them. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know, but it's like the conference shuffling. And you and I talked about that about where the, yeah, this can only last for so long. Yeah. Um. So I mean, none of the other games really were very intriguing last week. Um, you got some good ones this week. They're going to the game day boys are going to Ames, Iowa for Iowa State and the Hawkeyes. It's probably the biggest football game in the s- state's history. I would say. I don't I think mean, they've ever both been top 10 at the same. I mean, Iowa State. When have they ever been any good? How, how did they? And they've been, they've come on the last few years and yeah. like they've had a flash. You know, wherever where it's like, oh, I didn't know that they were that good, and then they wind up losing. But when Troy Davis ran for like two thousand yes. yards a couple times for mm-hmm. them, um, you've also got uh, Oregon and Ohio State. I and you know what, I give credit to some of these teams. And granted, you're you're making the schedule a decade down the road, so you're not anticipating how good a team might be, and now it just comes along where hey, this is a top fifteen, top ten matchup in week two. But mm-hmm. you know what, it's good that they can actually put some of these guys on the schedule because if you look at a lot of these guys non-conference schedules in in the last couple of years it's embarrassing yeah i mean it's just you're paying somebody to come take a beating yes you know so i like the fact that we've got some games that matter but i guess when you are playing your conference schedule and then if you make it to the conference championship you know a loss like this in week one or week two 
it doesn't knock you out of anything. You know, if if if, if you win your conference and you're in the SEC or the Big Ten and you win the Big Ten championship, the SEC championship, you're, you're probably still going to get a playoff spot. Probably, yeah. You know, yeah. And, unless you're ranked in the mid-20s and you pull an upset when then probably they can't justify putting you in. Right. You know, something like that. So I, I like some of these some of these early matchups. I really do. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I Like I said, I'm not the hugest college football fan, so mm-hmm. I could I could take it or leave it either way. It don't matter to me. Okay. We'll see. Oh, that's fair. We'll see what happens with the Badgers this year. I, I just think starting behind the eight ball now, 0-1, um, you got Notre Dame in week three. Um, you're And then I think Michigan week four. So you're staring down the barrel of, a potential one and three. If things go real south, you could get, right. you could be in trouble real quick for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go to the NFL where we usually spend a bulk of uh, our time. And I know you are a giant NFL fan. I, you know, I don't get into it as much as you do. I like to watch games, primarily the Packers or, or somebody in the division. But um, yeah, it's funny, I, man. I <laughs> I am excited. I was telling somebody the other day. I'm like, I'm way more of a football fan now than I was 20 years ago. Why do you think that is? Uh I don't I I kind of I feel like I kind of outgrew baseball a little bit and kind of grew into football. Okay. And maybe it's because I enjoy some of the complexities cuz I mean, you know, no offense to baseball people, but <laughs> you know, throw ball, hit ball, catch ball. It's not super it's not a lot of rocket science here. You know, I know people want to if you want to get into the pitch calling and all the and shifting and all that, but um I just, I mean, I know so many more people in the NFL than I do in the in Major League Baseball, in, in baseball. now, and that was not the case when I was younger. I knew freaking everybody in baseball, you know, knew the people's prospects, who was coming up, who was supposed to be good. Um, but I don't know, and 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 I'm sure fantasy football is a big part of that. That helps as well. because it forces you to pay attention and watch some things and look at some things no, and get I, to know guys. I still love my Brewers. I just don't watch the league as much. So, okay, oh well, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, starts on Thursday. You've got the Cowboys and the Bucks down in Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a good. I think it's a good opener. I mean, that'll draw monster ratings. You got the Cowboys and Brady. Um, I would expect Tampa to win this one pretty handily. Um, I think the Super Bowl champion one has won like the last five openers or oh, something okay. like that. Um, I would expect it to be relatively high scoring. Can't imagine Dallas being able to stop Tampa. And uh, Tampa's got a really good D, but I think Dallas's offense is stacked. I think that team's going to put up monster numbers. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I think with you know with Dak and Elliott and then that, that trio of wide receivers of Lamb and uh, um, Michael, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm blanking on him. Why am I not thinking of these freaking receivers right now? <laughs> Well, I, well, well, you look him up. Before Dak got hurt, he Gallup, was Michael he, Gallup. He was putting up monster numbers, and, and they Amari weren't really Cooper. winning anything. Yeah, and Amari Cooper. I don't know why. Jesus. So I mean, what's what's going to be different this year that is going to translate to them winning games? You'd say well, that I that's mean, not a given. The first three and a half games last year, they were putting up monster numbers before Dak's foot fell off. So I think they're going to continue to do that. It's just a matter of did their defense improve because their defense was garbage last year. And you know they, I think they drafted Micah Parsons out of Penn State, uh, but you know usually a rookie linebacker is not going to make much difference for you. But uh, yeah, that should be a fun one. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Eagles go on the road to the Falcons. Um, 
who's the quarterback in Philly now? I guess it's Hurts. But but you know they, they they traded for Minshew. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I I don't really know what to make of Philly, man. I, I I'm not a big Hurts guy. You know, he's good good runner, but he hasn't proven that he can be an effective pocket passer. Um and I don't I they don't really have a lot else on that team. Atlanta's kind of interesting. I mean, you get rid of Julio Jones. Um you draft Kyle Pitts, who everybody says is like the next the next Gronk or yep. Kelsey or whatever. Um, and Matt Ryan's always been really, really good with his tight ends, you know, back from even when he had Gonzalez. Um, that That's that's an interesting team, Atlanta. I mean, they lost a lot of close games last year just because they were poorly coached and did dumb stuff. I don't think they ever really recovered from that Super Bowl meltdown. That that At least the coaching staff didn't because that team the last two years has been really disappointing. But I don't know. I probably won't watch much of that one. No. No. Um should be a good one. A lot of a lot of trendy picks for uh the Bills going to the Super Bowl hosting the Steelers, which is always I mean, you can't really count them out even though it does it seem like their time is just kind of almost running out of the hourglass. Well, are, are you a uh, Roethlisberger's wash guy? You think he's do you think he's hung around too long? Is he done? I mean, I don't know until he kind of really puts that to bed one way or the other. I, to me, it's like you roll with who you got until you can anymore. They can't do it for you, you know? So, I mean, until until you show me that he can or he can't. Well, he had like six turnovers in the playoff game last year. True. Um, And they they were 11-0, and 0 and I think they what, they finished like No, they went on a four. gigantic slide. They, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think you probably give it the first part of the season – to see, okay, we're we're gonna give you another shot here, but if it's looking like the tail end of last season, we're gonna have to do something. They got a lot of weapons, you know. They got good receivers. They drafted Najee Harris at running yep. back. Um, Mike Tomlin's never been below five hundred as the Steelers coach, but I don't think they're winning this game. I think Buffalo at home. I think, I think Buffalo is gonna be scary this year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. The Vikings go to the Bengals. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how good Minnesota is this year, just looking at it from a division perspective. I don't care that they're playing anybody from the NFC North or the or, or the, the AFC North. This game doesn't appeal to me as far as a matchup is concerned. I just want to see what Minnesota's like when Chicago and Green Bay plays them. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I'm I'm kind of interested to see where Burrow's at health wise. You know, coming off that ACL mm-hmm. injury, so. Uh, Lions at home against the 49ers. Ugh. I mean, welcome to your new team, Mr. Goff. Here you go. Yeah, no shit. You get San Francisco to start with. I mean, at least it's at home, but didn't you think you just escaped these guys? Boy, Detroit's <laughs> going to be bad. They are going to be really bad. Thank God for the Bears. They're in that division. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll run down who uh, who we think is going to win win each division and kind of place and all that stuff. Um, Cardinals at the Titans. I don't. I this mean, is really an interesting game. I think it's your guy uh, Kyler. Well, Arizona is probably the worst coach team in football. Um, but they got a ton of talent, and I think they're going to be in the playoff mix. Um, Tennessee. I mean, they got the best running back in football. They just got Julio. They got Julio Jones and AJ Brown out wide. Tannehill's a pretty good, pretty good quarterback. Their defense sucks. Um. I think this is a 
this will be a big game for both of these teams to kind of tell you where maybe they're going. I mean, I know it's week one and weird stuff happens, but, you know, if Arizona goes on the road to Tennessee and throws up a 38 spot on them, I'd be pretty concerned if I was a Titans fan. Sure. Um, Seahawks at the Colts. Is Wentz playing? I don't even know. I don't know. I know, I, know he, know. I know he was hurt, then he got COVID. Last I saw, he was up in front of the the media asking them to respect his decision because they he didn't know all the facts, and he had that's a household decision. Well, it must have something about a vaccine then. Huh? Yeah. Okay. But but other than that, I don't. I didn't hear anything about practice. Yeah. Or reps or anything like that. All I heard about was that. Which honestly, I just want to know who's starting and if it's him or not. I think Indy's going to struggle off this uh, early in the season. Okay. I just I don't know how they can't. Wentz, you trade for Wentz and he doesn't play the whole preseason. He's not even practicing barely. And he's not Aaron Rodgers. No. Where you, well, where, where, where you hold. But it's just, he just got there. I mean, I know he worked with Reich before, but still. You need some time. Yeah, yeah. you got to work with your new guys. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, Seattle, they always seem to get off to good starts. So I, I think they're going to win that okay. one. Okay. Uh, the Chargers go to the Washington football team. Can we please find them? A nickname or a mascot. Okay, Redskins. <laughs> if they're not going to use that, can we find a new one? We can, but I can't, probably can't say it. No, don't say it. I want to say it. Don't say it. All right. They're going to lose because the Chargers are going to be really good this year. And Washington is probably not, Unless there's I mean, a little Fitz magic in week one. I mean, Washington's got a good defense, but Chargers are another team that their offense is just loaded, man. I. You know, Herbert's another guy. I'm I'm a big fan of him, and I'm anxious to see year two. So he's going to be on your list. Oh yeah, yeah. We are, and, and they got a new coach too. So be interesting to see what how that shapes up. But I think they're going to be a, a very good team. Which programming note? We are going to try to put together a top five list with some conditions of players that are easy or you like to root for or against. In the league. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch the again. That's fine. I, okay. You don't listen, so it's good. No, I don't. I'm or read. <laughs> Sound like my wife. Game that I have absolutely no interest in whatsoever is yeah. the Jets at the Panthers. Well, these next two are both toilet bowls. Yeah, I mean, you know, is Zach Wilson good? I don't know. They played the Panthers. That's it. That's all I got. And then the Jags at the Texans. You just had Tyrone Taylor anointed. As the starting QB, and you've got a rookie for Jacksonville who's going to draw a lot of attention, but uh, the expectations, I say, are very low. Yeah, I mean, if you're Jacksonville, they won one game last year. You win four or five, I think you this year you feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you lost Etienne before the season even started. So what are you doing with Deshaun Watson exactly? You're keeping him on the 53-man roster, but you're going to make him a healthy scratch for game days. And I and I get your 53rd player that you probably have in another position isn't making or breaking you, but don't you think you want to put somebody there if you know you're not going to play the guy that can help you in some fashion? I don't know. Well, I think they're probably okay with sucking this year and getting a top pick and maybe draft another quarterback. Maybe that's the play. Maybe it's like, hey, let's just get Taylor in here as a placeholder. But then we're why? not gonna we're not gonna cut Watson and have to pay him money to go away. We're not gonna put him on like the practice squad where somebody else pick could him could pick for him nothing. up for nothing. We kind of have to keep him right now because they have to see how this um, 
uh, court stuff plays out. And then depending on how that plays out, we don't even know what the league's going to do to him yet. You know, he, I, I have a feeling it's going to be some kind of a civil payout because that stuff's probably pretty hard to prove since there was 22 of them. Yeah. But I don't think there was a lot. I I don't know. I I think it's going to be hard to prove on these. So I think it's probably going to end up in civil court, but the NFL can still suspend him. Right. So do you they've, suspend them for six games? They've done that it, before. Do they suspend you for a year? Like, yeah. What is it? So it's a tough spot for the Titans to be or the Texans to be in. But he asked to be traded at the end of last Correct. year before all this came out, and you said no. And I get it from the outside. I get it, but you work with this guy every day. You know this person, and if you don't want to be there, you know this isn't Aaron Rodgers with. You know, a 15-year track record, Super Bowl win, MVPs. This is a guy who you think he could be good. I don't know, man. It's it's a tough spot to be in. Uh, the Browns at the Chiefs. Um, Got to be the game of the week. This would be such a big win for Cleveland. Three o'clock game. This this will be this will be a nice one to watch in the afternoon. I I don't I don't see it. No, I don't see it Neither happening in KC. Um, but it'd be it'd be it'd be huge. It'd be huge if it does. Yeah. Um, New England hosting the Dolphins. I think this is the game I'm the most interested in the okay. whole of the whole weekend. Um, what the hell is Tua? Don't know. So you know, like anybody knows that we 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 got to figure that out. Sure. Um, and he is going to go against Belichick in Week One. What the hell is Mac Jones? You know, had a nice preseason. Now we get to see him in a real game against a pretty good defense in Miami. Um, and I have this sneaking suspicion the Patriots are going to be pretty good. They're getting all like they're getting like half their starting defense back that opted out last year because of COVID. Um, Gilmore's out, but you know, I, I think that's an interesting matchup. If Miami goes on the road and wins that game. Um, that could really change a lot of things for their season. I, I think it's hard to see three playoff teams out of that division. I was just going to say, nobody's... and it's going to be between these two because Buffalo is going to be good. Yes. You know, bu- of course, everything barring injury, Buffalo Buffalo is going to be good. Right. So it's going to be down to these two teams. And I mean, you sneak out a road win in Week One against the Patriots, that could be huge for the Dolphins. Uh, Packers and Saints are now in Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, Lafleur came out today and he said, or yesterday, I think it was on Labor Day, that he's not sure what, how big of a benefit it will be to pull, for his team to play um, in a venue that's not the Superdome, which I didn't really understand. You're going to, I mean, I get it, it's the weather is different. It's, well, it's still a road game for you, but it's a road game for them. Right. So you have the advantage. Yeah, well, I mean it's or it's a neutral site game, but you, you still have the advantage overall because you, they just lost a home game, and you can't control the stadium acoustics right anymore if you're the Saints. So you lose that advantage once again. The Packers get a lucky break. I was thinking of that as soon as it happened. I was like, Dan's going to mention this because that's that's. The, I mean, for, they were going to win anyway. I you think? Yeah, yeah. Even if it's in the dome, Jameis Winston. I know, Jameis Winston. I know. Yeah, they were going to win. So then why are they only four-and-a-half-point favorites 
at, at, because, at a neutral site. Because neutral. Vegas uh, knows gamblers are stupid and that people still <laughs> think of the – everybody still thinks of the old Saints. Drew Brees? Yeah. I mean, even last year, Drew Brees wasn't very good and he couldn't throw the ball down the field. But he was still, bar none, the smartest, savviest guy on the field the entire time he was out there. And you lost that now replacing with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston can throw the ball down the field and can make all the throws and is more talented today, but he doesn't have an ounce of what Drew Brees had above the shoulders. Uh, The Broncos uh, at the New York Giants. Yeah. No, I, no, that's that's it. Nothing interests me there. Okay, that's that's the three o'clock game. I will not pay attention to. Yeah, and why? I don't even have anybody on that on my fantasy team. Why is that, it out so. east in a late start? I don't know. That doesn't probably make, want that New York market for something. Doesn't make any sense to me. Rams are hosting your Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. That's going to be ugly. Bad Bears offensive line against the Rams front seven. Yeah, I'm I'm like thirty eight to six. Wow! Yeah, okay. I, th- I think they're going to get. I think they're going to get their ass kicked. Um, I think the Rams are going to try to make a statement, and I think this this is, you know, it's unfortunate that they have to play such a good team in Week One on the road at in prime time, because Monday everybody in America is going to be talking about how they have to play Fields. They just they just are because you could see that coming no matter who they play. I would yeah, but unless I mean, Dalton if, if, goes off. But if they played Denver at noon, it just doesn't have the the same feel as if they go on the road in L.A. on Sunday Night Football and get killed. So does Stafford have the same amount of numbers that he has with the Rams that he used to put up with the Lions as far as the ridiculous amount of oh, passing I think, yards? Uh, I think he may have more. Okay. Rams have no running backs. No, it's I you know, I think I'm they're going I think they're going to throw a lot. I think McVeigh I think McVeigh always wanted to throw a lot. He and, just had golf and he see, couldn't. But it seems like he's all we, you get back to the Badgers and it seems like okay, we got a quarterback who can sling it and who's good at it and who prospered as far as production personally on a bad team. And now we can got put some guys around him. Talk to me. How can I help? Yeah. He seems like one of those guys that is smart enough to be like, we're going to maximize that guy. For sure. And and you know, obviously he will be smart about it. You don't want to you don't want to kill your defense by um scoring in You know, like just throwing the ball seconds. or or, 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 three or, or going three and out yeah. all the time. Um but yeah, I think I think they got a chance with the passing game to be pretty explosive this year. I I just think it, you know, <laughs> Bears fans, the first four or five weeks of this season are going to be really rough for Bears fans. A lot of people are going to be calling for Pace and Nagy to be fired. Everybody's going to be calling for Fields. And I would just say, slow down. I think they play the Lions in week four. That's about, I think, when we see Fields. You know, let Dalton take a beating from some of these early teams. Um, Let Fields watch some game tape, some live speed NFL games from the sideline. You know, he talked about it in the first week of preseason, how he thought it was a little slow. Well, it ain't going to be slow Sunday night when you're watching Aaron Donald destroy Andy Dalton, and you're going to be going, I'm not sure I'm I want to go. I'm kind of glad I'm the backup tonight. <laughs> um, the Monday night football game for me is not appetizing, really. It does nothing for me. Kind of weird, not a doubleheader? Yeah, that's true. Because usually opening weekend they it's, do the There's Monday one at night. like 4, yeah. 4.30, and then... 
7 or 7.30. I don't know what the deal with that, why they changed that, but... I don't know. I don't know. But the Ravens and the and, and the Raiders don't do much for me. No, I mean, no. You got Lamar Jackson, great, but, I mean, Carr, okay. I mean, he they, they seem to really like how him many and times, think he's good. How many times... I wonder what the over-under is for how many times during the game ESPN shows Gruden. Just because he's a former Because you guy. know there's a Gruden cam. Oh, there's got to be. For sure. It's just how many times does the producer cut to Gruden during the game? It's like, is the over-under like 50? Man, that's... Do we drink every time it, it does? I mean, if, well, not if you don't want to see the ending. We'd probably die yeah. of alcohol poisoning, but no, I... Okay, 50. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. All right. Uh, you want to run through? That's that's the week one slate. Um, you want to run, run through some of your picks for the division winners of the wild cards? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. Let's start because you, you have all that all nice and mapped out. All right. We'll start in the AFC. Um, I got the number one seed being the Chiefs winning the West. Uh, Buffalo is the two winning the East. Baltimore is the three winning the North. And Tennessee as the four winning the South. Um, I have the Chargers as my top wild card team, uh, and then uh, Cleveland and New England getting in with the seven seed. Um, I have Buffalo coming out of the AFC this that's, year. That's I think the pick. I think they beat Kansas City in the uh, in the conference championship. I just think clearly, um, I think those are the two best teams. I know a lot of people are high on Cleveland, um, but. It, if I got a pick between Josh Allen coming through and Baker Mayfield coming through, I'm picking Josh Allen every time. I would agree with you. Um, so then in the NFC, uh, one seed, I got Tampa coming out of the south, Seahawks coming out of the west, Packers coming out of the north, the Cowboys at a sub-500 record coming out of the NFC east. Ooh, delicious. Top uh, wild card will be the Rams. Um Second wild card will be the 49ers. So we're going to get three teams out of the West, and the seventh seed would be Minnesota. Okay. Um, I have Tampa losing to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. I have Buffalo against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Do you have a winner? You're not going to pick. My winner is the Rams. Wow. I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I think they're all in. They've got a lot of big money dudes. They have to win now. And, uh, yeah, okay. I, I think that's their year. I like it. Um, just looking over some stuff, I didn't do a, a whole prepared chart like you did. I was busy looking at every NFL roster for my top five guys. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, with the AFC East, I'm agreeing with Buffalo. Um, in the North, probably the Ravens, you can't, to me, you can't bet against them. There's nobody worthy in the South except for Tennessee, um, and then Casey, obviously, in the uh, Casey, I think, is going to be challenged in the West a little I bit think so more too. by the Chargers, and I think, I think so that too. that could be a one game. I think that flip divi- either way. I think that division is sneaky good because the Raiders, like like you said with Carr, they're not that bad. No, they, they're not. They can beat anybody. They're just to me, they're not like oh, the Raiders. Look at them and, because there's know, so many other teams that you think of first. Nobody wants. Nobody likes playing in Denver. No. So yeah. I wouldn't see. I wouldn't be shocked to see four or five losses for them. If KC or the Chargers, if one of them wins the division, the other one is going to be the, the top five, the yeah. top wild card. That's team. what I. Yeah. Um, and then to me, I look at the Patriots, the Steelers, the Browns, the Colts, and the Raiders right in that area, and it's like you could throw some stuff at a dartboard. 
Um, I, it's just so hard to pick against New England. It just it just really is, and I say that every year that until they go all the way down, I do, I don't know that you can pick against them. Um, so I'll I'll take them one out of the three. I'm not sure that Cleveland gets back there this year. I, for some reason, I think there might be a step back. Okay. You know, because there's a lot of expectation and a lot of hype, and maybe this year that doesn't happen. All right. And maybe they wait I until like next year to take a bigger step forward. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Um, I'm probably going to go with the Colts, and then um, and then I might go with Vegas. I think you might get three teams out of the West. Okay. Um. I'm I'm with you. I think it's the Bills. I think they, um, I think they beat the Chiefs. Um, I think if those are your one and two, I think they get there. Um, but I think this is this is the time for Buffalo to advance. Um, for the NFC, man, God, looking at that East, it's just a pile. Mm-hmm. And you had Dallas sub five hundred. Yeah, eight and nine. I mean, I looked at the Giants roster. I looked at the Philly roster. Washington's out. I just don't see anything there that's worth. Dallas has the best unit in the conf- in the uh, division. Hundred percent. That's their offense. Hundred percent. That's the only reason why I went with that. All right. Um, Packers are winning the North. Uh, I think Minnesota is right there. The South, like you said, Jameis Winston. The Falcons always seem to be better on paper than they actually turn out to be. Um, so I'm I'm going to go with the Bucks out of the South. Um, the West. I'm going to go with the Rams winning the division instead of the Seahawks, but I I think Seattle gets in as a wild card. Um, I think Minnesota gets in as a wild card. None of the and it, really, it's a process of elimination because the Bears aren't going to be good enough, the Lions aren't going to be good enough, Saints aren't going to be good enough. Neither are the Panthers or the Falcons. So I, I think it's the Rams. I mean, basically, it's car- it's, it's car- San Francisco it's, or Arizona, right? I'll, just to be different, I'll just go Arizona. Okay. Um, and then coming out of there, wow, the Rams is a really, really appetizing pick. Now that we've just had this entire discussion, <laughs> um, you can talk yourself into it. I, I, I mean, they, I mean, it's very easy some, to do. They got some serious star power on that team. Um, I'm not going to pick the Bucks again, and I'm not going to pick the Cowboys because I just don't think they have it. I'll just go with your pack, buddy. You'd want to. I know you want to. Just do it. No. Um, and as much as I hate it, um, I'll go for the Seahawks to get good. Wow, Seahawks, Bills. I'll, I'll go for the Seahawks to get good in, in, in the postseason. And who you, who you got winning? Um, I'll take the Bills. All right. Because I don't want to see Seattle win. Um, and that's that's what I got. And that is just on the fly. Just just yeah. looking at things, well. how, how, how map out. So, um. Should we wait to do our top five until the end? Should yes. we, just, should, should we yes. just touch on some baseball quick? Yep. Um, Brewers just got murdered by Philly last night. They hit six homers. Gene Segura, former Brewer Grand Slam. Dude that I didn't even know hit two of them, uh, two bombs, and then three other guys hit one apiece. Um, and that was after, I mean, probably, do you think the 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 – Way it happened was the victory of the year against the Cardinals to wrap up that series to take this to take the series with the with the walk off grand yeah. slam. Oh yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah, and and to me, it's a natural letdown against a team like the Phillies. Well, th- this this four game run, uh, three of your starters didn't pitch well. Two of them pitched like shit. Uh, Peralta came back off of the DL 
and got rocked by the Cardinals in the first game of the series. I think he gave up six home. Well, the Brewers that day gave up six home runs. He gave up a couple. Um, Hauser comes back, throws an absolute gem, complete game shutout, which you just don't see much of anymore. I think he only threw 100 pitches on the dot. Then you come back on Sunday, and Burns doesn't pitch very well. No. And it was 5-1 to one in the in the ninth inning, and you come back and win the game on the Vogelback walk-off. Um, phenomenal Euchre call. Oh. Pretty good levering call. Would have rather it was B.A. Um, That's one that I'm keeping in the archive. Like, I remember the Braun homer from, from Euchre, and you could barely hear him because of the crowd. Yeah. But the energy and just the way that it happened – as good as any euchre call that I've ever heard. Yeah, and you know, I heard them talk about it on the pregame yesterday. I think Sophia brought it up, like um, baby mama. Um, <laughs> it was probably the most excited that anybody's ever seen a dugout. Like they were all, I think, so happy for Vogel back. I mean, obviously, you're excited you went on a walk off granny, but like it seemed like everybody was really, really happy for that dude. You know, they all stayed there during his post-game interview. Um, it was a pretty cool moment. Because he was gone for a long yeah. time. Yeah, well, so we're sitting here uh, Sunday afternoon. We're having our fantasy draft down here in my basement. And, you know, we we got the Brewer game on while we're doing the draft. And uh, we were just, a couple of us were talking. And uh, I, I just said to my friend uh, that was sitting next to me, I'm actually kind of surprised they brought Vogel back onto the roster at this point. I'm like, you've got Escobar, you've got uh, Rowdy. You don't really need Vogelbach. He's kind of redundant with Telez. And then he hits a grand slam walk-off home run, and we all just start laughing. And I'm like, well, I don't know why he's not on the roster, you know. <laughs> but, uh, no, that that's probably the best win I can think of for the season. Um, and I love that it's just against the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're 29 games up now. You were 30 games up after that, 29 after yesterday's loss, uh, 11 games ahead of the Reds. And I'll be interested to see what happens with the Cardinals here now. Because that was a big, big loss for them on For Sunday. sure. You know, they had an opportunity to win the series on the road. And, you know, they're not chasing the Brewers. They're chasing the wild card at this point. Um, so to to blow that one, the way it happened, I mean, they, they showed them in the dugout, and they, were, they looked pretty demoralized, so... Um, I hope that they were uh, 100% demoralized, and I hope it wrecks their season. And it, and that was coming off. Molina's a bitch. It's only got to deal with them for one more year. One more year. Um, and that was coming off of a trip to San Francisco where they took three out of four, and I was really worried that they were going to stink against the Cardinals, and they pulled one out of their hat to win the series, which is awesome. And even when you're checking the losses that they've had, the Reds can't make up any ground because they keep losing at the same time. Well, that's because the Cubs are on fire. Seven in a row? Yeah. You didn't think they'd win another game now? Well, the Cubs fans don't think they're going to lose another and the game. the Cubs hit like nine grand slams on Sunday. It was ridiculous. So, um, you got two more games against Philly, get Thursday off. Oh, and then it's the Indians. Yep. So, you know, that would, be a, that would be a series I wouldn't mind putting on the air. They got Indians, and then they got a two-gamer with the Detroit. Tigers. Yep. And, I mean, both of those teams are basically 500 teams. So, um, they have probably I'm not sure what their the magic central. number is. It's probably 14 or 15, I would bet, at this point. Okay. Um, but they're winning the division. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, can they catch the Dodgers or the Giants sure. 
and and potentially get that one seed. So, um, but yeah, even yesterday, you know, Woodruff wasn't very good. Everybody else who came in after him was atrocious. Um, it, it, it almost, yeah, I think you were a little right about a little bit of a letdown, you know, uh, afternoon game, uh, uh, holiday, Labor Day, you know, it, just a lot of stuff going on. And, um, I would expect a better effort tonight. Lauer's pitching tonight. He's been, he's actually been pretty steady his last few outings. So mm-hmm. better than that. Jackass Anderson that they tried out there. <laughs> I love. Jesus. I love getting your 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 uh, your your, he, your bullet like, points or your texts about. It, it's not. Anderson. There's not a lot of Brewers. There's not a lot of guys on the Brewers, especially in recent years, that I just flat out couldn't wait till they left. And he's on the short list. I mean, guys like him, Garza. Oh um, yeah. I mean, I wanted Supon to go, but oh. he was but he was such a nice guy. It wasn't I, no. it wasn't like he was a bad dude. He just wasn't any good at baseball anymore. Yeah. But like Brett Anderson, like just get the hell out of here, dude. Just go away. The, Make I, like a tree and get, get out, out of here. here. Um it was <laughs> I think it was that I think it was the he got the start the night that we did that we taped and you said, you know, Anderson's getting the ball, go away or whatever it was. And then he gets hit with the ball and has to leave. Yeah. Like, you couldn't make that up. No. Like, wh- whether it's a blister or some self-inflicted thing or, or whatever. Gets now he gets trying to cover first base the game before. It's That's what I told him. I was texting with our buddy Joe. And he's like, well, he's like, he got hit with the ball. He's like, it's not his fault. I'm like, but he's always the guy that gets hit with the ball. That's my point. Just, he's... He's got that black cloud over him. Get him out of the clubhouse. Just get rid of him. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, all right. We are finally going to try and roll out a top five. Um, and you gave me the topic of uh, the top five most likable or hateable guys mm-hmm. in the NFL with the prerequisites that they cannot be Packers for me. Well, right. You can't love a Packer and, and you can't bear. hate a Bear, and neither one of us could pick a Badger. Could I wish well for a former Packer that's on another team? I guess. Or not, because he has been a Packer, I, I and mean, I still think of him I didn't as get, I didn't, think of him well. I didn't get in that depth okay. about it. All right. Um, you want me to go first? Because my, sure. li- my sure. list is going to be small. That's fine. Um, I found, and, and and you and I had talked about it, that there seems to be a lot, a very f- big shortage of guys to root for or polarizing figures on defense. There just seems to be a lack of them. And it's like my cousin Michael, I texted him like, hey, Saunders threw this at me. What do you think? And he, go, and he, he was rolling out a list of guys and like there's a few retired guys that I wish they were still in the league because they'd like Larry Fitzgerald's a guy who came to mind immediately never bitched about a contract showed up did his job was on crap teams all the time and you never heard a peep from him but he still put up good numbers Mm -hmm. it's easy to like a guy like that Mm -hmm. it's easy to cheer for him but he's not league anymore so I mean guys like that was what was who I tried to come up with um so like I came up with immediately just whitewater dudes, just in-state Division three whitewater guys. Kumaro, former former Packer, you know he's out east right now. Easy to cheer for, just because he's a Warhawk. Quinn Miners, the lineman who just went to the Broncos. I'd probably buy a Miners jersey if he turns out to be good. He's you know with with the gut. I mean, he was likable at the combine and Senior Bowl. 
playing play, punching with against guys that were above his level, you know, and and Drew Rave reviews. So so they're those are two easy guys. Um, AJ Klein, who was a linebacker for a long time with the Saints, he went to Kimberly up up in Wisconsin. Now I believe he's with the Bills. But like whenever I hear or see clips and they say AJ Klein, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. He played high school in in Wisconsin. To me, that's cool. Anybody that from the state that makes it, that's not a badger. I think that's I think that's cool. Um, and another guy that Michael had mentioned, but he was already on my list, Aaron Donald. He just dominates the game. He goes about his business. He doesn't make it a spectacle of himself. He's just very easy to appreciate the way he plays because he's good. Um, and and I mean, it's not somebody that I would buy a jersey for necessarily, um, but he's really easy. And then there, I mean, there's a couple, like, I I mean, I didn't think about too hard, but, like, Kittle might be on there. Um, Derek Henry seems like a, like one of those dudes. Um, you know, Michael's pointing this out. But it, it would just be so much easier if I was watching football when I was a kid because I knew all these guys either from video games or they caught the national attention. You know, I don't pay as much attention to the league as a whole anymore that are outside of the own my own team that I cheer for. Does that make sense? Sure. So that's that's kind of my short list okay. for, for for guys that I like. Who do you like? Who do I like? Uh, it's quarterback heavy. Okay. Um, Let me guess. Mahomes is on there. Nope. Really? Uh, he was on the... He, if it would have been more than five, he would have been on there. But it's so, like, well, the dude doesn't need me to cheer for him. He made the initial cut, but yeah. not the cut down. Correct. Okay. Um, I like Josh Allen. Okay. I, I, I enjoy watching him. I've heard him in some interviews. He seems like a good kid. I've, I, you know, I think I, like a lot of kids of our generation, were big Buffalo Bills fans back in the day. Yep. So we'd kind of like to see them do good. And that's, a, that you know... They're they're kind of the AFC's Packers, really. I mean, they're in the middle of nowhere. Nobody they, wants they, to go to Buffalo. Nobody wants to go there. It's colder than shit, and their fan base is insane. So, <laughs> so I like Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> Joe Burrow, I, I like that guy. Again, seems like a good kid. Um, I'd like to see him with some weapons around him um, and ha- have a chance to, to turn the Bengals around a little bit. It's going to be tough because they're the Bengals, and they're just traditionally trash. I mean, they're the they're the LA Clippers of football basically or the Timberwolves now, I guess, of football, but um you know, and I and I'm pulling for him coming off that knee injury. You always hate to see these young guys like that go down. I just I'll never forget the, the when the Bengals got good in the early 2000s and they played the Steelers in that playoff game and and Carson Palmer got rolled up on and and that just destroyed that franchise. He was never the same and and then he ends up retiring and forcing his way out. So hopefully Burrow can come back from that. Um, Herbert, as I said, I was going to say you you've been talking glowingly of yeah, him. I'm just I was just I was not very impressed with him in the Rose Bowl against the Badgers. No, and I was shocked at how good he was last year. Okay. And he just like he's literally a kid. Like he's you know kind of got the long hair. You can tell he's not quite a mature dude yet, but. He's a quarterback of a pretty good team, and he must, you know, he must be a good guy. Everybody seems to like him. Um, fourth one, Stafford. He's kind of replaced Phil Rivers for me in my heart. Of 
quarterbacks that I think are really good, but were just in messed up situations, and also because of that, they couldn't get out of their own way. You know, they were asked to do a little too much. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, he's on the Rams, and I just I don't root for I don't root for LA New York teams. I just I just don't. Um, but I hope him personally. You know, if the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, I just assume he was their quarterback. Okay. That's fair. And then my last guy for likes is Derrick Henry. I just think he's fun as hell to watch. You know, for me, uh, I, my most favorite position in football to watch, I love to watch a great running back. And it's from um, growing up with guys like Peyton and yeah. Dickerson and Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith. Thurman. I mean, Thurman, we, yep. we really saw a hell of a run we when did. we were kids of, of that position. So uh, I really enjoy watching him. Right. And he helped me win the uh, fantasy uh, trophy special place in last your heart. Year, so. Okay, so I got a couple of guys that I just flat out can't stand as well. <laughs> Are these the Yadier Molinas yeah. of the yeah. NFL for yeah. you? Okay, um, I'm going to cheat on one. Okay, the first one, he's really number one on my list. I just can't stand him, even though he's not currently in the league. I, I hate Cam Newton. <laughs> I don't like anything about him. I don't like the flair. I don't like the dressing up like an idiot at the p- press conference. I don't like the constant victim playing. Uh, I never liked his style of play. Just don't like him. Okay. Um, number two, Odell Beckham, tool bag. You made one catch on Monday Night Football by your fingertips, and everybody thought you were Jerry Rice. You are not Jerry Rice, dude. Everybody keeps saying you're, you're, go you're, get you're a lot Beckham. more. You're a lot more John Taylor than you are Jerry Rice. Okay. Um, I just don't like Kirk Cousins. Very he's just a douchebag. Easily, he's a douchebag, and he's life. not very good. No, and he makes way too much money, tons, and it's all guaranteed. And and I wouldn't, I don't mind guys that are overpaid, but when you're a douchebag and you're overpaid, now we got a problem. <laughs> um, which leads us to the next guy, Russell Wilson. I just he, I used to, I used to hate him because I thought he was phony. I actually don't think he's phony. I don't either. I think he's just a nerd. I think he's a. I think he's a football savant in his own way, but he's just a tool. I saw, and I know we've got listeners that like him. I'm sorry. I just can't. I, I should like him because he was a former Badger. I get it. He just bugs me. I don't. I. I. I it's nope, hard to explain. You have articulated that not, well, and, I, and you have your Packer reasons to hate him. I don't even have that. No, but that's not why. I mean, that to me is sports hate. Yes, I hate him because he's he's good and he's had success. Well, against and, and, us. and again with all these guys, that's I, I don't but wish no, ill of them. Well, right. I don't hope they get COVID and have a bad. Re- like no, I'm just saying, I don't. Like, you, you, I'm not rooting for you ever. <laughs> you you bring up the personality and the phony, and I, and I think you're right. Like. As soon as you get into the in, into the NFL and, and you hear all of this stuff and you see all the all the pageantry and you know the hey teamwork and I appreciate this and let's go get them and you rah rah and all that stuff and you're like come on man go Hawks let's, let's you're like, right come on man so, just say thanks for having me but now that it's been played out so long you don't really think it's an act anymore that that is just who he is, but there's something about that whole squeaky clean Mr. Positive whatever that just doesn't yeah, sit right hard with to swallow. me. It, it is. It's, it's tough to swallow. Like, you think that there's something going on in the background. Well, I, don't even, I, don't even too... think, I don't even think he's like a guy that's like, 
got a bunch of skeletons in his closet. I don't think like you know if if something were to happen Deshaun Watson like with Russell Wilson, I would be shocked right by that. I just don't think that that's in his DNA. But yeah, it's, it's just, just one of it's those just, situations it irritates you. where I just. It's like the guy in class when you're little that always raises his hand and wants to clean the chalkboards. It's very teacher's petty. Yes. To me. Yes, and I, something about, like, it it's just, just not me. normal to me. I don't like it. It's just not normal. There's no balance. It's very punchable. Very, very punchable. <laughs> and then the last guy, the one defensive guy that I could really think of that came to mind who's just a dick, Ndamukong Sue. Yes. I mean. He, he, he makes the list he, no matter what. He's just... He's just a dick. Like, these other guys are like, yeah, you know, one guy's kind of a douchebag, one guy's a nerd, one guy's cocky. Dominick Sue's just an asshole. He was an asshole when yeah, he was at Nebraska. Nebraska. Yep. He was an asshole on the Lions, and he's been an asshole on every other team he's ever been on. And I just, yeah. I don't, That's a good list. I don't like that guy at all. That's a good list. I did like when he stepped, didn't he, when he step on Roger's head? Or he, some, he stepped on, or he stepped on like some that. Packer. Was it a groin? Maybe it was a groin. Maybe it was stomping on a lineman's junk. That sounds something right. like that. I can't. It, There's been so much stuff. That's what I mean. It's hard to it's hard to separate those. You laugh in in real time, but you, then you're just like, "What a prick!" Right? Like you can't just if you'd have done blank. that to my teammate. I don't care how big you are. I'm going after you. Doesn't Sorry. Matter. Yep. I'd you're getting one in the in the in the bean bag. The wedding tackle. <laughs> that's a, that's a good list. That's a good list. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we'll do top five every week, but sometimes things pop into my head. No, and, that's a good one. You know, that's a good one. And maybe, maybe the next time you 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 send me one, I'll read the whole thing. Yes, I'll, I'll actually do the whole homework assignment rather than just half of it. But might help that, the show. That I was. Don't know. I'm sure, we're going to pick up extra listeners. I'm glad to see, by the way, that we still have some people listening. I mean, that was from the very beginning. That was flat out marketing 101 by me. I had a memory on Facebook. I got to do a little something to bring the memory back to all the people that were also involved in it. But got is anybody still listening? I am. About three guys, three of our buddies. Yep. We appreciate you, though. We, we certainly do. We do. Yes, because we, we know do. you will always be there for us. We just need you to do a little. Um, word of mouth campaigning to spread the word. Say, hey, there's these two local yokels that are in Janesville yeah. that are doing a podcast. Give them a try. We're easy to find. And if you accidentally found me a date while you were doing that, okay. that'd be fantastic. All right, then. <laughs> well, we're covering a lot of bases. That is the intentional foul for this week, NFL Week 1. Enjoy I'm, the games. I'm 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 ready for it. I don't have Yeah, enjoy the games. I'm man. alone this weekend. So I'm gonna watch football. Well, I'm probably gonna get the ticket. So Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I may All be right. uh maybe having some food. I'll let you know. Please. I I don't have any anything planned yeah. except watching football. So thank you for listening, downloading. Please subscribe and please tell your friends about us. We would appreciate it. We'll be back next week. We're back uh every week. Uh, So until then, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. And we will talk to you next week. Go Bears, I guess.